Mel Tampas is known as a fitness business influencer, hands-on health club owner, ebook author, and presenter. Mel has known to be controversial, challenges the status quo, and lives outside the square. Her skill set is current on trends, savvy, and in demand. Her primary goal is to get more health club owners moving towards innovation, technology, and social media success. Her own success comes through tough and humble beginnings. Mel Tempest now presents to you the Gym Owners Podcast. More than just the business of fitness. Proudly supported by National Fitness Business Alliance. This morning, I'm speaking to Daniel Henson, the owner of the Functional Training Institute, formerly the Australian Institute of Kettlebells. Dan is a dynamic presenter who delivers courses to fitness professionals worldwide. He has created accredited courses in many functional training modalities, including kettlebells, power bags, and battling ropes. He regularly contributes to fitness industry publications. Dan, we've got so much to talk about this morning. I'm very excited, Mel. Thanks so much for having me on your show. Uh, hello to all the listeners out there. I hope you enjoy the conversation that Mel and I are about to have and we're about to delve into um, some pretty serious stuff, aren't we, Mel? So let's get stuck straight into it, Dan. First of all, let's tell our listeners about the Idea Fit Convention that you've just come back from and presented at. So a lot of our Australian listeners aren't familiar with the convention. So let's tell them what you were up to whilst you were over there. Fantastic, Mel. Yeah, it was a terrific experience uh, for both me and our team. It was the first time we've ever presented in the US, and I had an absolute epic time. It was absolutely terrific. So the Idea World Conference, a great conference. Uh, full kudos to the organizers and everyone that contributes to it. Lots and lots of fitness professionals from all over, not just America. I met Canadians. I met people from the Middle East. I met people from everywhere, and there was just great presenters, a great wealth of knowledge, and um, I was luckily very fortunate enough to present on four occasions. So three of those were really technical, functional training presentations. We did three-dimensional kettlebells where we took the kettlebell out of the sagittal plane and really added a lot of rotation, which was really different for the attendees. We did battling rope mastery, so again, just showcasing the versatility of this great piece of equipment and just how much you can do with it. We did small group training up the fun factor, so how to really add lots of fun and enjoyment and create an experience when you do functional training. And then I delivered a 90-minute lecture on my seven-step system on how to build a successful and profitable fitness business. So I was a very busy man. Uh, It was terrific to meet so many passionate fitness professionals, and the American audience was just so welcoming. They were so warm. They were so enthusiastic. And um, I just absolutely lapped up every single minute and had a terrific time. It was great to be on that stage for the first time. And I'm, I'm hoping it's the first of many, Mel. I'm sure it will be, Daniel. I don't doubt that. I heard a lot of uh, positive feedback on your delivery over there. And I know that the Americans love to take the Australians on board. So I don't doubt that that will be first of many appearances for you in the US market. So let me ask you a couple of questions. First of all, so you've been over there, uh, you've done your presentations. What was something new and exciting that you saw in the US market that was related to functional training that we aren't delivering here just yet? 
Yeah, well, I didn't get much of an opportunity to see what everybody else was doing because I was really involved in terms of delivering my own presentation. So it was really when I was walking around the exhibition halls that I was having a look at what else was on offer. One of the things that really impressed me most was the Active Solutions functional training rig. Now, I know rigs have been around for a long time, but this was very, very different. It was uh, had a lot of climbing um, components to it. It had all the functional training equipment integrated into it as well. They're looking at having classes around the rig, so it's not just going to sit in the middle of the gym floor where only a few people know how to use it. Uh, and it was just a lot of the contraptions and a lot of the kind of uh, plugins that they had on the rig itself were really, really very, very interesting. They were tapping into the real growing market that's developing around Ninja Warrior with lots of climbing elements. I just thought it was a fascinating, fascinating functional training solution that I'm really looking forward to seeing in Australia. I'm really hoping some clubs pick it up because I think it could be uh, I think it could be a real game changer for a lot of clubs, particularly if you have a, a great class model centered around it. So just for those that don't quite understand, so it's a rig, you can set it up in the middle of your gym or in the middle of your, say, your functional training area and it has attachments to it and then you can program, uh, say, a, a, like a circuit class. Is that correct? Absolutely, yeah. So you could do a circuit class. You can do lots of partner-based workouts on it. There's suspension trainers attached to it. There's uh, Cormax aqua bags. There's kettlebells. There's war balls. There's um, med balls. But then there's like lots of different climbing elements to it as well. So you've got the functional training equipment. You've got the calisthenics component to it, the body weight component to it. And uh, it just, you know what it was, Mel? It was a lot of fun. So I jumped on there. And it was just a very, very enjoyable piece of equipment. But at the same time, every muscle in my body was working as I was working, you know, doing the climbing exercises as I was moving from one component to the other. Every piece and every attachment, you'd have uh, regressions and progressions that you could cater for different demographics on. Let's say I'm a club owner and I'm looking at this piece of equipment. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I want it because a lot of the club owners just sort of look at stuff like it's pretty. What about the education behind it? Um, is this something that you feel is important or do you think you could just have this, you know, dumped in the middle of your gym floor and just say to the trainers, hey, go for it. Do you feel education is important when it comes to functional training? Oh, absolutely. It's absolutely integral when it comes to it, particularly not only when it comes to a centerpiece like this, a rig like this, but just in general. I think, you know, and I'm going to generalize here a little bit, Mel, but people – hear the word functional training and they're like oh well you know it's all in vogue right now it's the it's the it thing i'm just gonna buy a whole bunch of kettlebells and i'm gonna buy a whole bunch of battling ropes and bags and suspended fitness trainers and i'm gonna put them in the in the floor and uh yeah i'm gonna be in vogue it's not that easy because the power of the equipment comes in the use behind it and that only comes through good quality education you know, it's it's all good and well, and I've loved seeing the industry grow, the functional training industry grow. It's been amazing to see grow. Uh, I was one of the real early adopters. You know, I was using a lot of this equipment 10 years ago in my own facility, so it's been terrific to see it grow. But what has been a concern for me is that it's actually not being used correctly. It's not being leveraged, and all it is is it's just going to gather dust. People aren't going to elicit the full spectrum of benefits if they don't know how to use it and they have to know how to use it through good quality education and so really the onus 
is on the owner, it's on the management teams to have an education platform in place so the users, the clients can actually get the most from it. And when they get the most from it, you're going to retain them a lot longer, they're going to get better results and everybody's going to win. So, you know, they have to go hand in hand where I feel a lot of gym owners only have one side of the equation correct right now. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. What do you think about uh, functional training education being accessible in the RTO? So let's say I'm somebody that goes off, oh, I want to be a personal trainer. Do you think that the RTO, because functional training is so popular, should be delivering some type of functional training education? Or do you think it's something that needs to be done once they've finished their courses? Look, I think both. I, I really do. I think the, the RTOs that are progressive, that are innovative, recognize the need and the capacity to incorporate it in their curriculum because this is the way the industry has moved. And if you walk in, in 10 gyms, nine of them are going to have either a functional training zone or a plethora of functional training equipment. So it is the RTO's responsibility to at least equip the student with some basic knowledge around functional training because they are going to be exposed to it. There's no doubt you cannot not be exposed to it these days. You have a look at what F45 doing in the Australian market. They're a massive player right now. You have a look at the functional training zones that the big commercial gyms now have on offer. They're going to be exposed to it. Not everybody wants to go down this road, and I understand that. You know, like I'm a huge advocate of it, but some people might want to go down in more of the traditional lifting road. Some people might want to go down the Pilates path, or they might want to go down into aqua fitness or spin or whatever else. So you should give people a taste of it. You should give them a baseline foundation in terms of their functional training education. And if people want to take this and they want to further develop themselves, if they want to really hang their hat on them being a functional training specialist, and being different to other people in the market, then they should go and explore further education opportunities that are now, you know, very, very available in the market. Yes, I certainly agree. And I think that, um, you know, the functional training format is going to be around for at least, you know, it's going to be strong for at least the next five to six years. And um, you were definitely correcting saying, you know, places like uh, F45, uh, Jimmy Squats, he's a new player in the playground with functional fitness. And there's quite a few new ones um, starting to roll out. These small functional training boxes, um, they're popping up everywhere. And so I think it's really important for gym owners and for personal trainers that are just in a gym environment it's important for them to go out get educated and to roll out similar smaller businesses within the big business i think that this is how gyms are going to um outride the next five to six years with functional training i think gyms can stay profitable and not lose members to the smaller boxes if they start to create businesses within their their business and one of the ways that they can do that is by sending their trainers out to be trained um, by people like yourself in functional training and then creating programs, you know, on their timetable as we discussed um, before we went to air. So I think it's really, really important. Yes, it's trendy at the moment and I'm afraid if it's trendy at the moment, you need to run with it. You need to make sure that it, uh, you know your demographic and set it up to suit your demographic. So, you know, if your demographic's 18 to 35, you know, you set the programs to suit them. If you're a baby boomers club, then you you set the programs to suit those guys as well. And I think think more gyms need to be setting up businesses within the business and functional training is definitely one way of doing that. Tell me, Daniel, have you got any projects on the horizon? 
<laughs> Mel, I've always got a few projects on the horizon. So, uh, I look, I'm working with some terrific, terrific companies at the moment. I'm looking at a couple of um, couple of the big players, particularly in the Australian market. So some of the major players, I can't mention any names, are uh, coming to coming to me and, and the FDI company to design and consult certain functional training programs to equip their professionals, their training teams with education, uh, which is very exciting. Uh, I am in talks with an app at the moment that looks like it's going to be doing fantastic things in the world of personal training, but not only personal training, also fitness and leisure. Uh, so that's a very exciting uh, prospect that I'm, I'm looking at at the moment. So yeah, some really very cool things on the horizon, Mel, and um, you'll no doubt be hearing a lot more in the very, very near future. I don't doubt that for one moment, Dan. I don't doubt that for one moment. So let's um, just take a step back to your visit to um, IDEA. What was your absolute key takeaway from that um, event? My key takeaway, and, and I'll be honest here, Mel, I was a little nervous going in there because I hadn't presented on the American stage. I've obviously been presenting in Australia for about eight years. So I was very, I'm very comfortable in the Australian environment. But I started to have a little bit of self-doubt creep in. And I said, well, this is one of the most progressive fitness markets in the world. How will our concepts be received? And my big takeaway was there is huge opportunity for our philosophy of training. People absolutely lapped it up. They hadn't seen a lot of it before. Uh, we like to do things that are very innovative, very progressive. So the way we even use our tools, the way we're using the kettlebell in terms of rotating around with it and challenging your core stability and taking swings from you know outside of the legs across the frontal plane in a ski-based fashion, for example, these concepts work overseas. So my key takeaway is you know the world waiting for our philosophy, our style of training, and for me that was very uplifting i was inspired by that and um now i just got to work out how i uh how i deliver it abroad even more so we're in 16 countries as of this year but uh, we want to keep that ball rolling oh look that ball will definitely keep rolling i don't doubt that Dan, so let me just talk about something else. Now, before we got on air, we were discussing group programming and, and the health clubs. And I, I said to you that I feel that more gym owners or uh, group fitness managers, that title is still used, need to be implementing functional training classes onto their timetables. I feel that... Um, Functional training just doesn't need to be about small group training. You know, your groups are four to six. Um, doesn't need to be the only place that you can go and do these classes are at your, you know, your Jimmy Squats at your F45s. There are other places that you can do these programs and in your club is definitely one place that they can be delivered. So what I want from you is, um, I suppose I'm looking for your permission to tell club owners that yes, it is. There's a concept that they can deliver on their on their group fitness timetable if their their staff are trained up that they can come to somebody like Dan Henderson and say, Dan, you know what? My group fitness room takes uh, 20 people, 40 people, 50 people. Um, I need someone to train my trainers up to deliver a, a 30-minute kettlebell class or a, a 30-minute hit power bag battling rope class. Can you do that for my um, for my staff so that they can deliver safe and effective classes? But at the same time, I, Mel, want to encourage gym owners to deliver this as a value product 
to the membership that the the member already has at the club. So what I'm looking at is not saying to the members, hey guys, I'm going to upsell you, you've got to pay more. I want to deliver these classes on an active group fitness timetable that's already running up in the club. It's added value to the membership. If I send off six of my trainers to you and say, Dan, this is what the concept that I want them to come back with, is that something that you can deliver? Absolutely, Mel, and, and this is where we've really moved forward as an organization. So we have 11 accredited courses, and those courses are run the same way anywhere across Australia or across our 16 countries. But what we're doing more and more now is we're customizing our functional training education and our solutions to clubs' needs and owners. So, for example, there's a, a, a terrific gym in Sydney and, and they're on the rise, owns, owned by a couple of young entrepreneurs, Code 5, and they are doing a lot of functional training. And they came to me and they said, Dan, this is the type of uh, work that we're doing. What do you feel would suit best? And I couldn't, I didn't want to just say, hey, just do our kettlebell course or just do our battling rope course. But after I understood their demographic, their needs and what they wanted, I actually customized and designed a day which covered a whole scope of different training philosophies, functional tools, coaching, mindset, motivation within the space itself and delivered that. And they derived so much more value from that as opposed to just getting a single qualification and certification and a tool. And we've now signed a retainer with that company so we can do this on a regular basis and create, instead of a cookie cutter approach, custom education that meets their needs and really suits their demographic. Yeah, I find that there's an enormous amount of practical training out there. You know, we're telling club owners, oh, you've got to get this, you've got to get this, you've got to get this, but we're just not delivering the theory of it all. We're telling them this is what you should be doing, but we're not telling them how to do it. So that's great to hear that you're doing that. And I, I certainly hope that uh, gym owners that are listening today um, take that on board and really like pick up the phone and say, hey, Dan, you know what? I've got a couple of half an hour time slot on my timetable that could do with some of these kettlebells and power bag classes you know come out train my team up and then give the team some classes that are put together and that they can run with for the next four or five weeks and as you said then keep the education going on because um, to be successful in today's market you can't go to sleep you've got to stay awake got to keep yourself educated you've got to keep yourself in the circle of what's going on and you've got to keep your eyes out there all the time and your ears listening all the time so as I said I hope a lot of gym owners certainly take you up on that offer so let's go into another area um what do you feel is the most controversial thing that's happening in the fitness industry at the moment in terms of education look one of our big challenges and i I wrote about it today and uh you would have seen it mel is there's a lot of copycats out there so whenever you have uh, innovators whenever you have early adopters uh and i'll put like ourselves the functional training institute within that category other companies like TRX, trigger point therapy, you're going to have a whole bunch of copycats. You're going to have people enter the industry that are only after one thing and that's uh, delivering uh, courses for money and they're going to do it in a cheap and nasty fashion. So what I'm seeing a lot in the education space, which is which is challenging for us as well, is I'm seeing a lot of people piggyback on the success of the innovators and the early adopters and putting out substandard education, if I'm honest, uh, putting out education that you know Matt has a lot of credit points attached to it, but doesn't have much depth or value. So that's certainly one controversial thing that I'm seeing 
uh, a lot within the industry. I think the other big thing as well is what I'm seeing a lot of is a lot of cookie cutter programs where everybody is being asked to do the same thing and we're really not paying attention to people's individual differences in terms of their capabilities, in terms of their posture, in terms of their needs. And obviously that's challenging within a team or group environment, but I think you know you should be equipped with at least a regression and a progression on the core exercise that you're delivering so you can actually add that level of individualization and personalization. And so you're not just compounding maybe some of the asymmetries, weaknesses, or issues that they may have. So there's a few things that I'm just saying that I think could be improved in our industry if we want to continue to move forward. So I'm a, I'm a gym owner, Dan. You know, I want to put my um, my team through some kettlebell training, but I have no knowledge myself. I'm one of these gym owners that just sort of, yep, I'm going to open up a gym. It's my superannuation. Let's run with it. You know, the fitness industry is growing really fast at the moment. And I've got this attitude. I'm going to uh, make a lot of money. What do I look for? What What's the first thing that I need to look for in order to know that my trainers are going to be educated by somebody that knows their stuff yeah i would be looking so there's there's a few things that i'd be looking for i'd be looking for longevity so how long have they been in the industry for are they a uh, so you know have they got a proven track record of success how long have they been delivering courses how many courses how many regions having a look at some social proof some results that some of their customers have had both as pts and gyms Uh, i would be looking at their training materials what level of depth are their training materials? How big are their manuals? How many references do they have? How you know how comprehensive are they? Uh, is this a little mom and pop shop that they're just running on the side, or is this a full, fully systemized business that has lots and lots of support as well? So that's what I'd be looking for from an owner. I'd be looking for. Um, experienced presenters and facilitators, people that have been in the industry a long time and that have lots of credibility attached to them as well. So they're the questions to ask so you don't get duped, so you don't just, you know, you, you don't want your education to just, you don't want to make it purely based on price. It obviously comes into it. Economics always does. But you want to ensure that you actually get the outcome that you're paying good money, that you achieve the outcome that you're paying good money to achieve. Let me ask you this. What's an absolute warning light? So here I am. I'm a a club owner. I'm talking to people about getting the training done. What's something that should alert me to, oh, this isn't quite right? Yeah, uh, if they they haven't been in the industry very long, or teams, if they haven't delivered many workshops, if they can't tell you how they learned their craft, if they can't give you social proof, um, all of those things... I'd be asking for, you should be able to see on their website uh, how long they've been on operation for, who their customers are, how they, um, what their background is. You should be able to get a good idea of their professionalism based on their videos, based on their blogs. So everything we do at NDI, like if we do videos, we hire a professional videographer. We've done videos for seven years. Uh, we have over 100 blog posts on different functional training areas. Every single one of our kettlebell instructors has been internationally accredited and has five plus years experience. We have a support team of seven in our back office. We have a head of education who's got a PhD in sports science. We have 15 facilitators. 
So they're the kinds of things that give us credibility and ensure that we're a world-class standard of organisation. Sounds fantastic, Dan. So for any of the club owners that are listening, what upcoming courses do you have? Look, uh, the, the program that I'm most proud of, Mel, is our Master Functional Trainer Program. So what we didn't want to do is we didn't want to just train people in tools, but rather we wanted to go, here is a system and here are how tools fit within the system. So it's a very different model. A lot of these certification companies are just, you know, here's 50 different exercises you can do with a kettlebell. What we wanted to train is here's how you should train people to get the best results from their training, whether it's a sedentary person that's never exercised in their life or whether it's an athlete. The protocol should be the same. First, you want to screen them. You want to undertake a functional movement screen. From there, you're going to undertake a client interview doing motivational interviewing and you're going to A, create a, then you're going to create a program that has addresses their needs uh, as well as what their desires. From there, before we even start loading them up, let's restore function and movement. Let's then teach the functional movement patterns in an unloaded state. Then let's start loading them up. Then we can start adding more dynamic pieces of equipment and more integrated strengths such as Olympic lifting and the like. So really what we have is a model and that model is available across 16 different countries. It's called our Master Functional Trainer. You get certified in seven different certifications, but more importantly, you see how each one is aligned to the other one, how they complement one another, how they build on one another, and you now have a training model that you can implement with any and everybody. Wow, that sounds absolutely amazing. I really like the sounds of that. So I get you into the club and you set my my trainers up. You've spent a couple of days with them and I'm going to launch this uh, in my club. Are you able to give the club owner marketing tools to help them promote it across social media? Yeah, absolutely we can. So we know all the benefits and the outcomes that these programs, that these philosophies, that these classes will Bit, uh, will deliver so we can absolutely create great marketing materials that communicate those messages. Every We have a huge library of professional functional training images that we can use. We have great videos so people can see what takes place and the excitement, the energy and the results that people get from uh, functional training. Amazing. All right. So in closing, let's just uh, take a step back through all the things that we've discussed. We've discussed obviously your trip across the the globe and how the US market embraced Daniel Henderson and the Australian philosophies. That's absolutely fantastic to hear for you. We've discussed uh, education and we've also discussed, um, you know, the controversy behind education as well. Is there anything in closing that you'd like to pass on to any of the gym owners or the PT owners that might be listening this morning yeah i mean i just implore you to and it doesn't have to be with us but i just implore each and every one of you to continue to learn functional training is here it's not a fad it's not going away it's going to play a very pivotal part in your success uh it's going to play a very important part in your client acquisition attraction and retention so you need to embrace it and a good quality education good quality programming will enable you to deliver an incredible experience. So, you know, I'd be really, I'm imploring you to to continue that investment because it will deliver 
huge dividends for you. My key takeaways from our discussion, I love it that functional training is suitable for all demographics. Uh, I yes. really, I really so think, you know, the baby boomers market, it's so massive and nobody's doing anything with these guys. You know, I, I'm a baby boomer, I'm a baby boomer and I love functional training. I love teaching kettlebell classes and I just look at all the women and men out there that are my age that could be embracing this and doing it in the group fitness room and I just really want so many more gym owners to jump on board and just say, this is not just a young person's tool, this is a, an old person's tool too. I'm I mean, it's a great product for anybody that does not have coordination. So if you don't know your left from your right, you have a, a big market out there to teach functional training to. The baby boomers are definitely one group and the younger market are definitely a, another group as well. My other takeaway from it is, yes, group programming on a group fitness timetable is um, an absolute must Club owners, if you don't want to charge for small group training, and there's probably a lot of people going, Mel, why are you saying that? Well, sorry, I am, because you can add this program, you can add kettlebell classes, you can add battling rope classes to your timetable, add it as added value for your members, and that will most certainly retain them. And most importantly is that education is the key to success. doesn't matter how old you are. If you're not learning, you're not growing, and if you're not growing, you're going to go poor. So all I can say, Dan, is thank you very much for your time this morning. Please tell our listeners where they can get a hold of you via email and also your mobile number. Yeah, fantastic, Mel. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, so if you want to get in touch, please do. I love uh, I can help answer any questions and help you out with your functional training needs, education questions. More than happy to do so. I love doing this. So email dan at functionaltraininginstitute.com. That's dan at functionaltraininginstitute.com. And my mobile is 0408352392. So that's 0408352392. And please get in touch. I'd absolutely love to hear from you. Well, thanks again, Daniel. And thank you also to Jim Click Media who look after our Gym Owners Business podcast for us each week. Also, thank you to the National Business Fitness Alliance with Thomas Plummer and CFM, which is Creative Fitness Marketing. Every club needs to tap into CFM. Dan, until we meet again, thank you very much and we'll chat soon. Pleasure's been all mine. Thanks, Mel. Thank you for joining the Gym Owners Podcast, sponsored and supported by National Fitness Business Alliance and Gym Click Media. Find Mel Tempest on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Join us next time for the Gym Owners Podcast.